come to know the wish list of my father. I've come to know the shipwrecks where he wished. I've come to wish aloud among the overdressed crowd. Come to witness now the sinking of the ship. Throwing pennies from the sea tap next to it. And I've come to roam the forest past the village with a dozen lazy horses in my cart. I've come here to get high, to do more than just get by. I've come to test the timber of my heart. Well, I've come to test the timber of my heart. Now I have come to be untroubled in my seeking. Now Hello. I have come to see that nothing is for naught. I've come to reach out blind to reach forward and behind. For the more I seek, the more I'm sought. Yeah, the more I seek, the more I'm sought. Good morning. That's some good uh, mocha cold brew behind this. Oh, I look so sweaty. Looks straight greasy. Shrug. Morning. This is uh, the cold brew I'm drinking is mocha. It's the last of the mocha cold brew. Bill brought us in all these cold brews behind the scenes, Bill. I kind of like that one better than the apple pie, which is surprising. Good morning, everyone. How you doing? Happy Tuesday. Worst day of the week, according to Jake. I used to like Tuesdays, and his Tuesday theory has been starting to kick in. Although, good mo- good start to my morning. Woke up. Classic woke up super early. I was like, I'm going to be early to work. And then I, I couldn't even... Couldn't even, like, have a full morning because I sat down at the kitchen table and, well, I did work. I was going to send a proposal. Anyway, um, morning to Steve, to Norm, to Detroit Dabber. Josh, don't forget the intro, Osborne. Josh, it's insane how much that actually works. <laughs> I used to forget the intro all the time. Still do. If it wasn't for Josh, who changed his name to Josh, don't forget the intro, Osborne. Welcome to the morning show. It's bite-sized bits of everything that I like. We got music. This is Joe Pug. I like Joe Pug a lot. He's got a podcast, too, where he interviews songwriters. And I am am a, a fiend for the creative process, so I used to listen to that a lot. Don't have time anymore. I wonder if he's still doing it, but I enjoyed it a lot. I like Joe Pug. Uh, it's about American towns and sometimes foreign towns and their history and how they sprung up and what they're all about. Baseball. I like baseball a lot. So we choose a random player and we discuss them. I don't know how that caught me up. And then I do a little, a little books, a little reading poems at the end. I think we're, I think we're charting into a lot of poem poetry just to be, fair with everyone because they're quicker they're easier and i feel like you can actually dive into a conversation rather than me just say like here's a book i read and i liked it i don't know i'll try to i'll try to i'll try to mix them in as much as i can but i still want to build that bookshelf over here 
need uh, Katie to come in and help map that out. So I can take all the poetry books we read, and then maybe you guys can give me more recommendations. I could buy some new styles and stuff. I do have a bunch of recommendations. I could just put the bookshelf right here. You know, like 10 books. That'd be cool. And then we could just grab one at random and talk about it. That's a goal. Um, all right. I got some questions in the chat. So we'll do some housekeeping first. We got uh, Scott T. Is saying COB. I didn't know what that meant. Uh, COB. The chat told me, oh, it equals call of booty. Can't be it. Um, the, the YouTube chat has been typing COB a lot. I asked them if I'm allowed to know what it is. They said no. It's my dad and my sister's initials. So when I see COB, I just think of them. So hard to get me to pivot my brain away from that anyway. 31 years of COB, meaning Christopher O'Brien or Courtney O'Brien. Morning, Jim. How's it going? Enrique, good morning. Thank you for joining as always. Eric Higginbotham, thank you. Todd Father, Rick. We got an Eric. It's A-R-I-C-K. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I did this yesterday. And uh, Jose. Jose says Houston might get a bad hurricane. Well, so they may win the World Series again. Good connection there. It's kind of like when... Kentucky wins the basketball national championship. The Yankees won the World Series up until the last one. But, uh, yeah, thoughts to Houston and Texas in that area and Louisiana. Hope they're okay. Be safe. Um, people were asking, why is there no laughs from the past today? It's a great question. We are behind on laughs from the past. We're behind on the watch-ins. We're just behind. Um, and, you know, we're going to try and finish out this season of Heist on Laughs from the Past and get some uh, mini episodes. But producer Luke, who's a producer of Laughs, he went back to college. So we haven't had that daily person in the office, like, film this, film this, and we've been busy. Uh, I do think that Laughs from the Past and the watching series may take a hiatus um, until November. And then, you know, we have to discuss our October plans. But I think everything's besides baseball-related content. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do morning in October because we're going to be up for every playoff game, and the West Coast start at, like, 10, 10 or 8. Um, so it might be pre-scheduled shows. I haven't figured that out yet, but we can't kill ourselves in October, and baseball is the main thing. And the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Business quotes 101. Boom. Uh, all right. Uh... No JJR. Oh, there's JJR today. There's JJR today. I just messed up the graphic. My bad. Every morning I come in and I usually ask BBD and we discuss, hey, what shows are coming out as we he does the Wake and Jake graphic and I do this graphic. And then uh, I didn't ask him today. So it's my bad. Just my bad in general. Anyway, morning show. You guys ready? We got a fun town today. We got the town. Anything else I need to do? We do have Wake and Jay coming up. Talking Giants is going strong. Talking Yanks voicemail episode. And voicemail episode is me being very scared. Very weary of the Yankees playoff chances uh, with the pitching currently. Trade? It's uh, it's trade week, so we're kind of on call. So that's cool. That's cool. Um... Another idea I had, I was thinking over in my brain. Nah, that's not worth sharing yet. Um, can we get an episode of the guy from the Indians broadcast about the guy who's struck by lightning? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that story. I also need to do the that play yesterday with what was his what's his face? Cole Calhoun putting his head in the ball. That's an instant. Like I need to get whenever Robbie comes in, Robbie preps the breakdowns. He gets the footage for me. That's a a must need. That was pretty fun. Um, all right. The town today is the town of Cranberry Isles, Maine. Oh, I put MN, which is Minnesota, but it's ME for Maine. My bad. Graphic is having a rough day. Get off the graphics ass. This episode works better for the people just listening on the podcast. They can't see the words. They have no idea all the mistakes that have been made. Um, crack my back a little. Joe Pug. Cranberry Isles, Maine. Cranberry Isles, Maine. Cool place. You guys ready for this? Watch this. We're in Maine, right? Nova Scotia over there. Bay of Fundy in between. We're going to zoom in. The coast of Maine. And the town of Cranberry Isles is... Five islands. These four that you can see here, uh, Little Cranberry Island, Great Cranberry Island, Baker Island, Sutton Island, and up here, this little dude, that's Bear Island, and that's the town, Bear Island. So I found some footage that I'm super excited to watch that we have to skim through, so I'm going to breeze through um the things I found out of this this island town, like the quick history. All right, here's what I found out. The town of Cranberry Isles includes five islands. I already did that. Uh, only the first two islands have post offices or year-round populations. So Little Cranberry Island and Great Cranberry Island are the only ones that people live on year-round. They were originally settled in the late 1700s. They were named for the wild cranberries that grew there. How about that? Um... Baker Island is the most remote of the Cranberry Islands. It was settled two centuries ago by one family, the Gillies. They had 12 children. They raised cows, chickens, sheep on the 123-acre island. That sounds like a TV show, like the Dufresnes, but the Gillies and their island. Just Partridge family on one island in Maine, surviving. Write it. I'll watch it. I like historical dramas. Don't make it too sappy, though. Make it good. Maybe make it about, like, you know, four-episode series about the Gillies. Each takes place in a different season and the different elements and their different way of living. Okay, I've written it. In 1828, a 26-foot lighthouse was built on Baker Island, and in 1855, the original lighthouse was replaced with the current 43-foot-tall tower. Bear Island... That tiny, tiny island was uh, had a had a lighthouse on it, but it was decommissioned. It fell into dis- disrepair. I found this interesting. They wanted to um, uh, Acadia National Park acquired the island, and they wanted to refurbish the lighthouse and relight it, and you know keep it nice. So to help pay for the upkeep of the lighthouse, the Park Service leases Bear Island to a private individual who keeps a house on the far of the island. So one rich motherfucker was like, oh, I can keep that light. I can keep that lighthouse up. I can keep it good. You just got to let me live on this island as my own private island. What a deal. I mean, that's a huge deal. 
There was this guy in my in when I lived in Southbury, Connecticut. There was this uh, uh, house on my road that was from the 1700s, so they could not tear it down. So this guy lived in it for free to keep to to keep it maintained. That's a shitty deal because he had to live in a shitty house from the 1700s that probably wasn't equipped for Connecticut. This deal is awesome. Just be rich. Just, yeah, lighthouse, that's good. Now we get to live on the private island. Before I go into the cool footage I found, I wonder if there's Bay, uh, Bear Island Cranberry Isle. I wonder if we can see that house, if it's nice or not. Um. Yeah, it looks like that big. Oh, I thought it was going to be bigger. But that's cool. He gets his own island. Unless they built a separate house somewhere. It's just the island. Oh, okay. Is that the same house? Hmm. Was that house this house? It seems... Wait, hold on. Yes. Okay. So that... That little lighthouse that we see in the main pictures is just this front area, and then that's his house. So he has his own island. All he has to do is keep keep it nice. You promise to keep your house nice? Okay, you can live here. Cool. Probably pays a lot of money, but he's rich. Pretty cool place to live. Anyway, all right, check this out. I found this footage from the 1920s and 30s in Cranberry Isle of this. It's home footage, so it's not like professionally shot, of this family just vacationing. Islesford Historical Museum, one subscriber, 152 views. Islesford is the official name of Little Cranberry Island. But check this out. This is awesome. I mean, Life Vest, that's a scene that you could see today if it's in color. Like this scene, okay, that guy's hat is cool. Her hat's a little, but like those little boys, hey, learn how to pause the video where you want to pause the video, Jimmy. Why don't you just step up your pause game? Those Life Vests, you can wear those today. This little boys could be from today. This is 100 years ago, guys. Uh, and I was very interested in the American flag to see if it's a different version. Oh, so that dude, that was his job. He rode people to the island, and now they're all going to party. He just, uh, that's his job. Okay. All right. Is that guy naked? I think, that, I think we just saw a naked guy in the 1920s. Obviously. We will put this in the slowest of motion and check out his naked dick as he puts on his 1920s bathing suit. Okay, here's the little driver dude. I think I went back way too far. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> this pause image is wild. So this dude is hiding behind a rock. To switch into his swim gear. And the person filming the home video creeped up on him. 
to shoot footage of him naked. That's what's going on in this home video. Um, and pulling up the shorts. Okay. Probably laughing. Just looks like a huge bush and you can't see anything behind it. And now he looks up and he's like, oh, you got me. You got me. And it's one of those like full bathing suits. Weird. Weird scene. Okay. Obviously, we had to pause that. So now what's happening here? This dude's got a stick. Are they making s'mores? I think they just made some sort of dessert. Oh, now we got a birthday cake. And these two just chilling, eating cake. This is kind of cool. Smoking, staring deeply at each other. Whoa, okay. Now there's tons of sailboats. Must be a festival. This is long. I don't think I can do this for the whole duration of the video, but I want to. So, isn't it crazy that life just goes on, man? Isn't it crazy that these people were saying, you know, I can't believe we lived in such an advanced time. What a great time to live. And then they die, and as far as they know, they lived in the most advanced time. They had video cameras. The generation before them didn't. Right now, we're sitting here saying, wow, look at all the crazy time we live in. We have the internet. We have all this technology. We have cars that can park themselves. A hundred years from now, they'll be like, those guys thought they were living in advanced times. It just never ends. There's there's this endless cycle. It's crazy. It's scary. It scares me. Um, Like, what is it? You know what I mean? Ooh, water skiing. It looks like water tobogganing. We got a guy with a bucket hat on. On it looks like it looks like a snow it looks like a classic snow s- sled like one of those wooden toboggans oh, that is a man sorry for the people in the podcast audio only this has to be brutal I hope you're not driving your car with someone else and you're like hey yeah i listened to this dude's morning show it's pretty cool it's random facts you just always learn something weird every day and then it cuts to this episode and it's like okay well this sucks because he's just narrating video we can't see now it's a whole family eating dinner there's a cool bridge i could watch this video forever i think i'm not are they cooking now they're cooking on the rocks of the ocean Oh, my God, he's, like, breaking wood. He's got a boiling pot of water over the rocks, over the ocean. Now they're cooking food. They're putting the lobsters in the boiling pot. Damn. hundred years ago. Oh, I think we got a big kiss here. Okay, big kiss, and then we'll go. Now it's just showing a, a boat, more people arriving. To Cranberry Isles and that dude who rows everyone everywhere. I mean, he's old. 1920. That guy was probably born in 1850. Okay. Two women kissing. Not as romantic as we all thought it was going to be. Catching some fish. Look at that. Proud fish catcher. This dude's carving it open. And they're going to eat it. <sighs> okay, now it's the same thing again. Okay, great. It, it relayed. Otherwise, I would have been here for 
ever. Old footage is so fascinating to me. Sorry about that, but that Cranberry Isles took us pretty deep into that rabbit hole. I'm not All right. I think I could have stayed on that for a long time. Got to move. Maybe I'll just watch it in my personal time. The baseball player of the day is Ron Pichet. And look at the face they chose for his baseball card. When he saw that, probably was like, you got to be shitting me. That's the smile you put on the baseball card for me to be etched into uh, eternity. eternity. That's the picture. Come on, rude. Ron Pichet. There's not much about him. Baseball reference doesn't even have uh, a bio page on him, which is always rude. His name was Ronald Jacquis Pichet. Producer Luke, so on to you, dude. So on to producer Luke. He did random name generator, and he definitely, he definitely came up with the name Jack or some version of Jack, because this dude's middle name is Ronald Jacquees Pichet. And let me, who did we do yesterday? So, uh, well, here's the sheet of everything we've done. That we'll go to August. Don't look. Spoil what's coming up. Uh oh. Uh, don't don't peek. Oh no. Oh fuck. I don't care. Um, we did uh, Jim Palmer. Oh, Jackie Hernandez. Okay. And then he had Jack Calvo on here. He had Jack Calvo on here, but we already did Jack Calvo, so I had to switch it. So we got three Jacks in a row. I'm on to you, Producer Luke. I know what happened there. We already did Jack Calvo, so I skipped it. Um, so anyway, Ron Pichet. Canadian. Buried at Alfred Dallaire Funeral Home. Mausoleum in Laval, Quebec. Born in Montreal. Whoa, he died in 2011. Okay. Buried at the funeral home. That seems odd. Uh, He had a minor league career or a professional career that lasted 17 years, but he was only in the majors for six, scattered about. He only had one year where he was start to finish a major leaguer. I believe it was 1963. Morning. Uh, Jake, this dude only made 11 starts. Okay. He only made 11 starts in his whole career, and he has three complete games. Not bad. Pretty good ratio. Minus 2.6 war, huh? Yeah. He's the one. Not one, an analytics guy. No, 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 no. One of the best. So his best game, though, his Wikipedia just says his best game, and that's. 1962. Wow, a little massage from Jake. 1962, complete game, six hitter, three earned runs. That's his best game. Got the win. Got the win. Game one of a double header. And, I mean, did he ever, he went, isn't this a better game? Nine innings pitch, four hits, two runs, zero earned runs? Yeah. This seems like a better game. That's a better game for sure. 
Why did Wiki- Wikipedia said one of his best major leagues occurred on May 30th, 1962? Maybe because he faced the Reds? He also got his first hit, man. Oh, he got a hit in the game. That makes sense. Well, the April 25th game is better, so we're going to look at Oh, my God, look at that oh, Braves logo. No. Yikes. That's, Not good. that's a blight on history. All right. Yeah. Mustache Jimmy. Jake said, should I let them know? Jake says he's going full Tony Clifton on Wake and Jake. He's thinking about it. I believe in you. Do a different impression every day on Wake and Jake. Uh, okay. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies versus Milwaukee Braves. This was our dude, Ron Pichet's best game. It took place at County Stadium. It started at, uh, it was two hours and 26 minutes long. Night game on grass. Let's do a nickname check. We're in the 60s here, so don't expect a lot of good nicknames. We got Tony, Johnny, Tony, Wes, Clay, Don, Ray, Ruben, Chris, Paul, Billy, Ed, Billy, Don. So two Billies. Two Dons and two Tonys. I wonder what the most amount of doubles ever is on one game for one team. Did we just stumble upon it? Two Tonys. Two Dons. And two Billies. That might be it. Uh, For the Braves... Tommy, Mac, Hank, Eddie, Joe, Howie, Dennis, Roy. Joe Torrey caught this game for him. Hell yeah. Bigelow T, shout out. All right, so Nining's pitched four hits. Let's see. Let's see how you did here, Pichet. Oh, he got into trouble in the first, guys. Fly ball, ground out, single. And then center fielder Hank Aaron sabotaged him with an error. Err. Come on, Hank, dude. Guys getting a start early in the year, trying to make a go of it, and you sabotage him in the first inning? Single to center field after that, which allows the unearned run. So he's in it, you know? One, two, three. He faced six batters in the first inning, gave up a run. One, two, three, second. Okay, The third, he puts himself in trouble, walk, then gets the double play ball, then hit by pitch, then that dude steals second, then he gets the ground out. Okay. All right. Then he goes ground out, pop fly, one, two, three. Then a leadoff double in the fifth. Wow, he's really making himself work out of this. Uh, They pinch hit in the fifth inning for the pitcher, I guess, uh, with the leadoff double. Ground out, strike out, ground out. So he gets out of that. Then one, two, three, ground out, ground out, ground out. Nice. Then ground out, pop fly. Okay, so now he's rolling. We're in the seventh inning. Got one, two, three, eighth inning, one, two, three. Ninth inning, he got a guy on base, but double play. Good job, Ron Pichet. Uh, the other note about Ron Pichet was after retiring from the mound, he served in the Montreal Expos organization as a minor league coach and was the Expos bullpen coach from 1976 under managers, managers Carcule and Charlie Fox. Baseball, man, just never stops. Like th- Names don't linger, man. You know what I'm saying? The amount of names that, like, linger, so few, it's crazy. 
I was talking to Jake on the voicemail episode about Cano and how I'd probably tell my kids, like, he wasn't the best second baseman I ever saw, but he was the smoothest I've ever seen. Like a classic old man line to my kids. I'm like, are they even going to be asking about Robinson Cano? Probably not. Like, he's probably not going to be on my kids' radar. Just keeps going, man. Just keeps going. Everyone lives in their own time. And then it, everyone lives in their own time. Your time's different than someone else's. It's crazy. Sometimes they sync up. It's nuts. Uh, what else do I want to do? Do you want to see his stats versus Hall of Famers? How late am I? I'm late. Okay, we'll go to... Uh, I should start getting here earlier. Because I'm always running late at the end. I don't know if I'll be able to do that. I want to see versus Hall of Famer. I don't know if you guys care about the Hall of Famer stuff or the nickname check stuff. I just kind of do it. I mean, I guess I could have a, a sounding board. Maybe we'll do like a Twitter vote. Do you like the nickname check? Do you like the versus Hall of Famers check? Because I like it. I guess this kind of show I always said is for me, not for you. It's whatever I like. But if you guys are like, don't care, I could skip it. Willie McCovey crushed Ron Pache. Four for seven with a walk and a home run. Frank Robinson also crushed him. Four for nine with a double and a home run. Damn. Most amount of plate appearances without a hit, Orlando Cepeda. All right. And that's all I have to say about that. Poem of the day. Well, you guys pick a page number. I've read this before. This dude wrote this from jail, the Stone Hotel. He was in jail. Uh, yesterday I said how I used to read, like, crass, gritty, down-and-out poetry about guys on living on the fringe or, you know, outcasts. And now I'm doing wholesome old man Midwest poetry with Billy Collins and Ted Kuzer. So I went back, and I think I'm going to leave this in the office. I'm trying to just leave more. If you guys like them, we can do it. Um, the good news is they're really short. Bad news is they kind of tell a story in chronological order, if I remember correctly. I have a ton flagged that I liked. Let's see. Uh, 23. Detroit Dabber said 23. Ooh. It's about being in jail. It's kind of long. It's called Piss Test. All right, so this dude wrote this in jail. Remember that. Keys rattle, the door clicks, the lock pops. It's the cops. Shining lights in your eyes at four in the morning without warning. They drag you downstairs to a room no bigger than a broom closet. You leave your clothes in a pile, lift your balls, your cock, stick out your tongue, run fingers through your hair. Privacy is a thing of the past, like ice cream and automobiles, dollar bills, and the smiles of females. One cop at each elbow Eyes riveted on your shriveled up dick, shy like a baby turtle's head. You strain and pup, you strain and pup to squeeze out enough to fill up the plastic cup so you can get back to bed with the unspoken message loud and clear in your head. We own your ass and everything else in here, convict. Man, morning, morning, uh, doing a piss test in prison sounds bad. That's what I got out of that one. 
Sounds like a zero fun time. Also, according to this and just this, there's no ice cream, automobiles, dollar bills, smiles of females in prison. I like all those things, man. That's tough for me. Ice cream, automobiles, dollar bills, and smiles. I like all those things. I like peeing in the comfort. Yeah, prison doesn't seem cool, man. It doesn't seem for me. I'm not into that. Probably do my best to avoid going there. Uh, been a strategy for a while, and I think I'll stick to it. So that was a poem from Stone Hotel, Reagan Butcher. Detroit Dabber chose the page. He made me say all those words. Don't go to prison. Oh, my God. Brutal. No ice cream? I think they have ice cream. I think some prisons might have ice cream. I think some prisons might have ice cream. I don't know. I have no idea. Don't, I? you know, it's not something I can speak on. You know, according to some of the shows I've watched, ice cream may be in some prisons, but I'm not positive. Don't quote me. It still sounds like a bad time. Waked up in the middle of the night to pee into a cup. Doesn't sound fun. Doesn't sound fun. Wish I could get my dog to do that. Just pisses wherever he wants right now. All right. I'm out. Go go check out Wake and Jake. I've come to know the shipwrecks where he Goodbye. I've come to wish Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you tomorrow. Come to witness now the Bye. Love you guys. Now I hear